You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News, and we're in the final stretch of the show this morning, and it's time for, well, Mental Health Mondays. And uh, joining me on Mental Health Mondays, as she does every week, is my wife, Hannah Como. She's a duly licensed therapist, a licensed marriage, uh, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and a licensed professional counselor. Hannah, good morning. Good morning. All right. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. So... Uh, one thing that I wanted to speak with you about this week, uh, you know, May really is a significant month when it, when you're talking about mental health awareness. And in mental health awareness, there are different, um, you know, categories to talk about that are highlighted during this month. So a little bit later on this week, on Thursday, is actually National Children's Mental Health Awareness Day. So I wanted mm-hmm. to bring you on to talk a little bit about that. And about how in this present in in this current society, how children's mental health is something that we as adults really need to pay attention to. Yes, such a great topic, and I think it's so important that we're bringing this up this week because a lot of times for children, they have experienced a lot, especially um, since you know shootings have happened in the last several years and. COVID and so many changes that it's so important for us to pay attention to mental health. Mm -hmm. And because of that, for children, a lot of times, unlike adults, they have trouble communicating their emotions. Mm -hmm. They have trouble managing it and communicating it. And so it's important for the parents and for the adults to pay attention to what's going on for them, to know what the signs are, to know what's happening for them so that we can um, we can assist, we can be there, we can help. So that's one thing that I want to get you to talk about today, looking at some of the signs, uh, spotting the signs when it comes to depression or anxiety in children. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So just a few of them that I wanted to list today, um, and there are um, many different signs for depression and anxiety. And I also want to note that it's important for the parents to pay attention to their kids because every kid is a little bit different, and you know your child the best more than anyone else. But it's also important to kind of know some general um, signs when it comes to depression and anxiety and any issues regarding mental health when it comes to kids, preteens, and teenagers. Um, and so some of those signs could be a behavior change. So if you notice your child's behavior has changed, something's off, something's different, they're not acting the same, they're having issues at school, they're having, you know, issues uh, within their pro-socials and activities um, outside of school. If you notice any change at all, that's something that you really want to pay attention to. And some other signs would be um, sadness or isolation. If they're isolating, they don't want to socialize with, you know, with other kids. They're not wanting to do their normal activities. Those are also really important to pay attention to as well. And some other ones uh, that you've listed as well, trouble sleeping or too much sleeping. Yes, for sure. So when it comes to a child's sleep, a sleep is so important mm-hmm. to mental health. So if a child doesn't get the appropriate amount of sleep that they need or they have trouble sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to influence 
um, you know, their, their, their overall health, their yes. mental health, all those things are very important. Yeah. So if you notice your child sleeping a lot and it doesn't have anything to do with their, uh, with them being sick or any physical issues, or if you notice that they're not sleeping as much, that's also something to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, just not wanting to get out of bed on the other end of the spectrum, uh, because sure. they're feeling sadness, they're feeling depression and, you know, it, and, and again, it's something that, as you said, you know, your child, because you know, a lot of teenagers, I mean, when I was a teenager, I could sleep all day. I, I could sleep till mm-hmm. 11 o'clock in the morning like it was nothing. Right. Um, and that didn't mean and that if that's I was... what your child does yes. and that's normal, right. then that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you don't want them to sleep all day. Yes. But if your child is acting normal and they're, you know, um, doing things that are in the ram of the... Um, normal age group, Mm -hmm. then that's something that, you know, you shouldn't be so concerned about. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important as parents to know what to be concerned about and what not to be concerned about. Absolutely. Um, Some of the other ones that you have listed here, uh, a lack of desire to do activities they've done in the past that that they they used to enjoy, they don't enjoy them anymore. Right. So if they were involved in sports or pro-socials and they just don't want to do that anymore, they Mm -hmm. just and they're not really giving you any reasons on why. Um, they just don't want to go out and hang out with their friends. Um, they are showing that they just don't want to socialize with others. They don't want to do other activities that they have once enjoyed. Those are also some signs. Yeah. And some other signs regarding um, separation anxiety, and yeah. sometimes we see this with smaller kids, is them not wanting to be away from parents. Now, right. if they are Um, For the first time, going to school for the first time or they are going to a new preschool or a new daycare or something new that they haven't experienced before, that's pretty normal for them to need an adjustment period. But if you you have been having them in daycare for a while and they, you know, have been doing really well and then all of a sudden they are having huge amounts of separation anxiety, that's something that we want to pay attention to as well because there is some... Um, tips or some things that you can apply uh, or implement as the parent to kind of help that transition along. We're speaking with Hannah Como, duly licensed therapist on our Mental Health Monday segment. And, you know, here's a scary one, Hannah. And, uh, you know, this is uh, something that, uh, you know, as a parent, you never want to have to deal with. But uh, if your kid is having thoughts of harm uh, to themselves or have committed, you know, self-harm attempts in the past, um, yes, absolutely. And this is the one that I feel like that needs the most attention out of all of them. Not that the others do not need the attention, right. but if there is any thoughts of harm that your child is having or they've had thoughts of harm in the past, it is so important to immediately reach out for professional help, to reach out to your doctor if you don't know which therapist to go with or um, to reach out to a local therapist in your area, um, that you want to make sure that you are um, creating a safety plan that you are helping your child um, to be able to get the help that they need if they are struggling with that. So, you know, as someone, you know, who deals with so many different aspects of the family, whether it's in talking to children who struggle with issues like these, talking to parents um, who don't know what to do, what is your, what is the biggest thing you want to tell parents that are listening right now that have these concerns for their children? Yeah, the biggest thing I think that I want to say today is that there's so much help and resources out there in the day we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more that we are more educated and the more that we have the resources to be able to help you and your child 
navigate no matter what they're going through is so encouraging because I think as we've progressed in the years, we have found that there are more techniques. There's more things that we can try. There's um, there's more resources. There's more help out there. Um, and I, I think just the biggest thing that you want, that I want to bring across is that help is out there and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so if you are struggling or your child is struggling, reach out for help. Don't just sit there by yourself because it can be very isolating and very scary. And the moment you reach out, chances are you're going to have immediate support. And so that's my my biggest encouragement is to don't wait. If you have any concerns or issues regarding your kids, reach out because there is help and support out there. And as you can attest, therapy is something that has taken many of these situations that uh, can seem so dire and has turned people's lives around. Absolutely. I've seen it happen over and over. And it's phenomenal because... I've seen so many situations where children are doing so much better just from having the appropriate resources and the support that they need, and parents as well. All right, Hannah Como, do the licensed therapist. Hannah, uh, another segment of Mental Health Mondays. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And you know who else appreciate as well is you, the listener. You know, once again, uh, y'all come through. So we were talking earlier um, and and Chris is gone for the day he's headed into his real job. Uh, we were talking about an eggplant and how it's not a vegetable. And it indeed is a fruit. So we've had multiple people that have chimed in. Frederick uh, talking about how, um, you know, uh, sorting uh, Encyclopedia Britannia. Eggplant is a berry by botanical definition. Um, it's related to the tomato and the potato. Uh, Laura, of course, wanting to point out that tomatoes are fruits as well. Um, that's one I think that, uh, Chris was trying to recall eggplants, uh, have seeds inside, which makes them a fruit is what Laura wanted to point out as well. And Tib, thank you for pointing out that it is a fruit while uh, we were wrapping up our segment. So as always, thank you so much. We always love hearing from you, especially in the KPL news app. Um, very easy and quick for you to be able to get a hold of us. And we read those uh, app alerts from you guys and we really appreciate y'all as well. All right, that's going to do it for Acadiana's Morning News. Joe Cunningham will be in with me tomorrow as uh, we will be joined by Lafayette Police in the 6 o'clock hour to talk about their Citizens Academy. Um, Also, uh, we'll spend some time talking with uh, Trooper Thomas Gosson as well. So looking forward to tomorrow's show. Coming up next is the Moon Graffon Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. But before that, your Fox Biz Report is on the way. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Six Flags shares are rallying the theme park companies reporting a better-than-expected quarter. Though attendance declined from a year ago, Six Flags charges more for attendance, and visitors were also spending more inside parks. Six Flags says the weaker attendance is because of severe weather in California and Texas. Tyson Foods lost money in its recent quarter. It's lowering its forecast for the year. The company makes the Jimmy Dean, Hillshire Farms, Ballpark, and other brands, though Tyson CEO Don 
Johnny King says the company's optimistic about its long-term outlook. Princeton Review and Tudor.com are now owned by a company based in China. The Wall Street Journal says the purchase has received regulatory approval 15 months after the deal to purchase the education business. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Jesse Kelly here. I'm not a financial expert, but I do look for solid investment opportunities for investment growth and protection against loss. I do know that putting all your eggs in one basket is not a good financial plan. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver with Oxford Gold is as easy as one, two, three. Or you can buy precious metals and keep them in your safe. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. News Talk 96.5. KPL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. It looks intentional. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. An eighth person died last night, and police in Brownsville, Texas say it appears a man meant to drive an SUV into people at a bus stop near a shelter where migrants had spent the night. They say the driver's not cooperating with the investigation, and he has not yet been identified. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. They expect information to come out today where they can tell the public a lot more about what happened, if it was or was not intentional, the circumstances of the driver, uh, and continue to work with regard to the victims. Also still unknown, a motive for Saturday's shooting at a shopping mall in Allen, Texas. Eight people died. The suspect is also dead. A police officer was there on another call. That suspect was, police say, wearing a patch associated with neo-Nazism. Governor Abbott was also this morning again blaming the Biden administration for the surge of migrants expected when the Title 42 asylum policy ends Thursday. Fox's Bill Malugin. Border Patrol reporting last week alone, they made about 55,000 migrant apprehensions. That's almost 8,000 every single day with a huge surge continuing right here in Brownsville. A line almost as far as the eye can see, predominantly single adult men, very few women, almost zero children as the Rio Grande Valley sector continues to be overwhelmed every single day. In recent months, 70% of what's coming across the border are single adults. Title 42 had asylum seekers told to wait outside the United States. Closing arguments have started at former President Trump's battery and defamation civil trial in New York City. Deliberations are expected to start tomorrow. The writer E. Jean Carroll accuses Trump of rape. She's suing under a New York state law establishing a window for lawsuits in cases where the criminal statute of limitations has passed. The defamation claim is over Trump's denial. He says the incident in a department store dressing room never happened. He has declined to testify at the trial the judge gave him until yesterday to say that he'd wanted to take the stand. America's listening to Fox News. Newsmax is conducting an urgent poll asking if it was right for Fox News to fire Tucker. Do you want Tucker back on TV? Let us know what you think. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text us now. Text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. Let your voice be heard. Text RESPOND to 39747. Millions made the switch to Newsmax. You can too. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER. 
to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Paid for by Birch Gold. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll on a beautiful Monday. Best day of the work week. As I was telling Brandon, who's back, uh, sometimes Mondays can be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you come back from vacation. Yeah, well, you, about 30 minutes into it, you, you thought, well, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm vacationed out for a little while. Yeah, so. I hear you. Yeah. All righty, man. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, don't forget you can always email me, moon at moongrafond.com. It's Griffin with an O. As simple as that, Griffin with an O. Moon at moongrafond.com. Love to hear from you. I try to respond to every email we possibly can. All right, uh, legislative session. By the way, they just coming off a three-day break. You know, they got paid 161 a day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Did not have to go to the Capitol. Did not have to go to work. You know, that's, I don't know if you know. I mean, I don't know about you, but where can you pick up a coup you know, $460, $70, and don't even have to go participate in work. And the reason I bring that up is that stupid pay raise is still out there. By the way, something on that before I get to some other news. The Climate Czar will join me at 10 to 30. Bernie Pinson is supposed to join us at 9.30, talking about the legislature and, and the governor's race and things of that nature. Uh, hoping to hear from Bernie about 9.33. A common czar, Stephen Parr, will join us. And uh, all this stuff of sticking air in the ground, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I read it again, uh, the advocate, like five stories on how great this is. It's a lie. It's a lie from hell. And uh, But the federal government's giving people money. Giving people money. So why not take it? Everybody, if they got free money, take it. It's not going to affect you in the long run. Just take it. Watching the legislature and the lobbyists down there. I mean, they all down there crying for money. I need they want programs that the I love this, and I'll get to this in a minute, but they want programs that the federal government funded and the money's gone away. So now they want the state to fund it. And that's why we're in the trouble that we're in, because people writing these grants are taking all this federal money. And then when that program's gone, they turn to the communities and the state and go, we, we weren't doing this for children. Well, maybe you should have took a $50 million program if you couldn't finance it for the rest of his life. But that's not what they do. The, the deal is, with especially with this governor, but it's kind of always been like that. If they got money out there, you go get it, and you don't worry about if you ain't going to have enough in two years. You'll worry about that then. We'll raise some taxes. Don't worry about it. We'll get it another way. We'll go lobby. I want y'all to remember this session. I want y'all to remember all this money they have. So when we run out of money real soon, uh, just go, you know, I remember somebody telling about that dumb talk show saying we ought to not be doing this. By the way, the Republicans, very responsible budget to get ready to get, sh- I mean, sabotaged by uh, lack of leadership in the Senate. And we'll get to that as the program unfolds today. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible to watch, but uh, the pay raise thing, I, I just want y'all to remember something. 
Uh, I watch. I read a Jim Bean piece. I don't know why I put. I don't know why I read Advocate and Jim Bean piece. I mean, they really give you no information. They always give you something to ponder, to think upon. Why didn't they include the rest of the story? Bean started that sixteen eight. It only makes sixteen eight again. I just told you. They get per diem when the session's called in. They've had at least ten days they didn't have to go to session. They made one hundred sixty one dollars a day only. They made sixteen hundred dollars plus. Over those 10 days, they didn't have to go to legislative session. Is that not good enough pay? Brandon, would you take $1,600 for not showing up for 10 days? Hell yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Hell and then yeah. And then complain about how you overworked. You're oh, so yeah. hard. <laughs> and you, how about pay raise? You don't need a pay raise if you're getting $1,600, Brandon, uh, since 1980. I know. Were you even born before 1980? No. I was born in 84. You wouldn't even have thought. Wasn't a thought. Nope. Wasn't a thought until the mid-80s. Not even a thought. Not even nope. a thought. Nope. God knew you was coming. Man, that was a lot of money for 1980. See, that's another thing I brought the other day. If 16 ain't, ain't worth a flip now, go back to then. So the twit, Tyler Bridges wrote a story. You know how they adjust everything? Mm-hmm. A truck only costs 5200 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 16 ain't was pretty, and they made per diem. Now, the per diem back then was probably, I, I can't get anybody to give it to me, 40 50 bucks. Now it's 161 right. bucks. Yeah, they don't. They don't tell you about that. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you about how many more times they're in the session now than they probably were back then. But sixteen eight back then is a part time job was the base brand, and once mm-hmm. again, they probably were making twenty five thirty thousand dollars as a part time job. Yeah. So, but here's the kicker, and that's a very part time job because that's only if what three four months out of the year Something compared like to other people working part time jobs that's a part of their daily lives. I told you, meet every, pay them the same, meet every other year. We ought to yes. solve the problem right there. Absolutely. Uh, but here's the one thing I want you to know about the pay raises. This is the one thing that nobody's talking about. But I am a nice guy, so I'll talk about it. Okay? The legislature, in this pay raise of an increase of 40, well, actually, Brandon, they changed it. It was sixteen eight to 40000 Originally, it was add 40000 on the sixteen yes. eight. Yeah, yeah. So 16, 8 to 40. But here's the kicker. The pay would be adjusted automatically every four years in line with the increase or decrease with medium household income. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can do this. I wish you'd go pull up the median income for the last 10 years. In other words, do a 10-year deal. See if you can do it for 10 years. Because for folks, Louisiana? Yeah, for Louisiana. So what I'm saying is for 10 years... Just inflation has jacked that up. Ten years. So every four years, they look at pay raises. We don't look at it. Once they vote this in, it's automatic. Then if they adjust the per diem, that goes up. They may start making $100,000 a year one day. Because I told, I was told by several elected, elected officials that we make somewhere around $38,000, $45 a year. I've had them just flat out tell me. Some hadn't, but... Some have. So if you up the pay increase by 22200 no, 23200 okay, that means that pay they're going to be making is over 60 thousand dollars a year. All you got to do is look at a, a one year. The real median earnings of all workers, including part-time and full-time workers, increased 4.6% between 2020 and 2021 alone. Yeah, so think of that's okay, Brian. Let's just say mm-hmm. the median income goes up four percent every year mm-hmm. over four years. That's a sixteen percent raise right mm-hmm. there. Right. So 
Now, look, folks, I don't know how to do Common Core, man. I, I can't take that long to do something like that. So, times. That's a $6,400 a year raise in four years. $6,400 pay rate. Folks, this is what came. Now remember, it's got to go to Z Zarang's committee at the appropriations. Okay? It came out of one committee, 8-4. That was the one led by John Stefanski. Of course it came out. He wasn't talking against it. So uh, if they pass this, just like it is, not counting per diem going up. It's a six thousand dollars. So in four years, instead of them making forty, they make forty-six four. I'm just playing the numbers with you, folks. So in six years, they'll make forty-six thousand four hundred will be their base. Okay. And if you add four more years to that. Once again, I'm doing common core math. 53,360 would be their base in just eight years. Nice little part-time gig. And here's the thing that helps the legislature. They don't worry about inflation. <laughs> they got a built-in inflation number so they can get paid for such the great work. We watch it through the years. Does that mean our kids will leave less efficient? I mean, <laughs> will they leave less now? Means the roads will be fixed finally. Education will jump off the bottom. Will our insurance be lowered? The lawsuit climate, will that continue? I'm just kind of curious. Our migration gonna stop. Jobs gonna be plentiful, folks. Plentiful, good job, career type jobs, right? So just think if they pass it and we just look at median income going up, what is done? Now, they'll be making fifty six. They'll be making over fifty three thousand dollars in just eight years, base salary. You throw in a per diem, if they work a hundred days and the per diem stays at one sixty one, it's another sixteen one in eight years. That and then they get six thousand dollars in their pocket to do whatever they want with it. They'll be making seventy five thousand dollars in three. Folks, I cannot believe we're gonna let lawmakers do an election year give themselves a pay raise. Meanwhile, teachers are fighting for their pay raise. Everybody's fighting for their money. So I'm just letting you know when these people go vote themselves a pay raise, I'm giving you real numbers. That's six, the most bogus number in the argument by the advocate, the politician, Jim Beam, Greg Hilburn, the most bogus argument is that they only make 16.8. And they only want the average person to know they only make 16.8. That's a bogus, bogus argument. And that's what frustrates me a little bit because so many people don't pay attention. They're buying the bogus arguments like this is ridiculous to say they make only 16.8. And if 16.8 is pitiful now, it must have been a lot back in 1980. You realize they could have afforded them a brand new vehicle over four years? Just on their salary, on their base salary. But I, I just think you, you have to get to reality. And the reality is, let's pay for what we're getting. If that's the case, they ought to be paying us 16800 to work down there. This don't count. This is not, what's not counting in this is per diem, the $6,000 they get to spend how they want to. 
uh, their campaign accounts to buy their vehicles and do things. And it's not a, they're not talking about how much business they've done since they left when they leave the legislature. Go ask Matthew Block here. Go ask Mike Michaud. That's how good business is. Ask him. Go ask Joe Robino if he's making a few coins since he left the legislature. But take a break. You're listening to the Microphone Show. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. Hey folks, it's Moon Graffon. Welcome back. Microphone Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. All right. Uh, so last week, the House Republicans moved House Bill 1, which is the big budget. And everything I'm hearing, though, I'm just I'm kind of laughing because all the naysayers and doom and gloomers all talking about how it's so bad and they're not funding everything. Okay. Uh, education, healthcare are fully funded in the current budget, and yet if you hear everybody, it's saying that education, healthcare are not fully funded. Fully funded. They fully fund healthcare and education. They put teachers' pay raise. If you go read what they did, the locals will be able to give. 
teachers the pay raise with no problem, and some of them more than what the state was going to give them. Municipalities and, and these education systems ought to be jumping up and down instead of crying, I ain't getting no money. That's all I ain't getting. Never. Cry about money, 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 money. Wait till there is no money to give anymore, which is coming. I'm not predicting doom and gloom. I'm telling you what's coming. Federal government's broke. They spent all the rest of our money and jacked up the prices on everything with the green new crazy. It's, the, the, the Louisiana GOP sent out a deal. House Republicans deliver a major win for fiscal responsibility. By the way, it was all the Republicans that voted for the budget. 72 votes. House Republicans stood together yesterday, passed a fiscal, this was last Friday, fiscally responsible budget that pays off decades over time and debt for state and local school boards. State and local school boards would be saying, thank you, thank you. Not, we ain't getting enough money. It allows, okay, local governments, local school boards to give long-term pay raises to our teachers without putting the state in an unsustainable financial position. Democrats played politics. House Republicans delivered 220, I mean, uh, with uh, not 200. I'm thinking about Congress. But here's the problem. As responsible as the House has been, Watch how irresponsible blank page Cortez and the Senate's going to be. Watch how irresponsible they're getting ready to be. So I hope, since the, the GOP praised the House Republicans, and rightfully so, rightfully so. I said on Friday, they ought to be thanked. I hope they're going to take the Senate down with the irresponsibility that's coming from the state Senate by a lot of Republicans led by a blank page who's working real close with woke governor. So I hope they're willing to step out and call the Senate out because they're not going to be responsible. You know, if the Senate was responsible, you know what the Senate would do? They would hear their arguments, let everybody talk, and they'd pass the bill, the House Senate over and Senate. It'd go straight to the governor's desk with two-thirds vote. They would have 27 Republican senators 72 House, and let the governor veto it in an override session, override his butt. See, they won't do that because the governor has lined out and vetoed. Governor can veto a project that Stuart Little, very little bishop promised, or one that Clay Shakes not a promise, or Brett Island promised, or the Walmart greeter promised, or Cortez himself promised. And they can't have that. Their people must make their money. They must give their money to them. Now, a little later in the program, Brandon, how long is that little one piece real quick? The first one. So the one piece, talk about the one with, uh, uh, it's 30 seconds. Yeah, and that, that's about, or just that, that's not the pay raise, right? No. Okay. Hey, let me give you an example of what they're doing real quick. Okay. Listen to this. It's Louisiana Network News. The budget bill passed the House last week, but with tens of millions removed from the program, which provides pre-K education, Head Start, and even daytime child care. Louisiana Policy Institute for Children Director Libby Saunier reacts to the news. It was devastating. She says impeding the programs will hurt kids, contracted care providers, and be detrimental to the economy. Also missing from the budget, funding for teacher pay hikes asked oh, for by the governor. Oh, Cynthia Posey oh. of the Louisiana Federation of Teachers says it's an insult to teachers and... It shortchanges our students. She hopes to see some of the cuts restored as the bill moves through the Senate. I'm Kevin Gallagher. That's a full of crap response, folks. <laughs> That's full of... Everything's been funded. 
teachers' pay raise is going to be funded locally. Why can't they get that in their thick skull? Because they want it. They want it. They want it. They want every penny. How about the how about the one with the child protective services uh, saying that they're fifty million short? It was saying the other day, well, fifty million short. They took fifty million out, and then we found out it was a program that they started from the federal government, government one hundred percent funded by the federal government, fifty million dollars. Okay, it went away. So they turn around, and tell the state we're fifty million short. No, 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 not from us, from the federal government. And the federal government said we're not sending the money anymore. This is what's going to happen in the big picture. The federal government's not sending, so they come to the state and say, y'all cut us $50 million. No, the feds cut you $50 million. Well, how are we going to continue the program? That's your problem. You should have thought about it when you took the $50 million from the feds. But they don't because they automatically go to the state, and the state funds it, and they come to you and me and say, we got to raise your taxes. we got to raise the tax. We need to keep spending. That's happening all across the state in these communities, too. And they blame us, and they want you and me to foot the bill on something they shouldn't accept it in the first place. But it's a good cause. A great cause. Why you had to get the federal government to fund it. We'll take a break. Be right back. festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there are oysters, there fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, good. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com.
Say it all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. It's honor to have Mr. Bernie Pinson that has been a post, has been in politics, watching it, studying it, polling it a long, long time. Bernie, how you doing? Good morning, Moon. I'm doing great. Uh, let's start with the budget. I thought it was big with the Republicans uh, were able to pull off voting for a budget that was really responsible. It, it uh, let the locals give the pay raises, although so many people crying out there about money, Bernie, it's almost laughable, but they, they really did a great job of, of holding strong in a responsible budget. I was literally shocked. I'm, you know, since the history of the legislature, 72 votes, they've never, you know, never had that because they've never had that many. Uh, and, and they vote 100 percent, all of them, all 72 voted for a uh, very responsible budget. So, yeah, uh, if you have to look at this session, no matter what, whatever happens, uh, the coming together of the Republicans in the House was pretty remarkable. Well, one of the things that I said, I knew the Republican Party put out a deal, praise and rightfully so. Like I said, I did it on my own program, just saying, hey, this is this was smart. But yeah. as you know, the irresponsible Senate's about to take it over. And I hope I hope the party comes out against them because I think they're going to butcher the hell out of this budget. What they ought to do is pass it and send it to the governor and damn to override it, which is what they ought to do. But I know they're not going to. What, what are you what is your feeling on the Senate? Because we know Cortez is the leader and he wants to spend every penny. Well, there's nothing, you know, there's really nothing conservative about Cortez as far as his budget is concerned. Um, I, you know, they keep missing the point, fact, point, whatever, history. Louisiana, and we're talking about a recession in, in the very near future. And historically, Louisiana suffers maybe more than any other state when there's a deficit. And we end up with uh, huge deficits we have to, we can't pay for it, so we raise taxes. Jindal uh, got pushed into and allowed it to happen. $900 million surplus that, that uh, Kathleen uh, was lucky enough to finish with. And he spent every nickel of it. And they, of course, they got rid of the state income tax. So the, literally, when that session ended with Jindal, it, it doomed him for, for the next uh, seven years. Mm -hmm. He never really recovered from that one horrible mistake, and and we we just know that no matter what kind of surplus we have, how big it is, down the road there's a we end up with serious spending problems. Where and why they're not recognizing this again or the possibility of it? Yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. But let's you know we got a lot of money, let's spend it, and let's by the way six percent, five point something by the governor to increase additional spending you have to pay for every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, who can't figure out that that hasn't worked well for Louisiana, except if you like to, if you like to spend money and raise taxes, that's a great budget. You ought to be supporting it. Yeah. You know, the thing about it, Bernie, uh, the legislative fiscal office put out some numbers and I got in a share them with the audience and in, in, in the last seven budgets, not counting this one, cause it's not officially done. 
uh, I know that the governor and Jay Darden and them like to jump up and down and talk about how they didn't use one-time money. But out of seven budgets that Edwards had passed, six of them used spending one-time money in reoccurring expenses. The numbers are there. You can get them. I got them. I shared them with everybody. And I thought, uh, you know, they're out there bragging how they didn't do that, and they did. I was told they're going to they're gonna do it again in this budget as well. So those are the type of things that put pressure on us up the road. But when you're not the governor no more, you're not the – uh, you're not the governor's top dog. You don't worry about it because you're not going to be there to see it all fall down. And that's that's my concern about changing anything in this budget right now. Well, the uh, I think the House delivered such a low number that uh, if if there's if there's any room to negotiate. Uh, they, they left a lot of room, but to even contemplate spending almost 6% more plus spending $1.1, billion and not having a penny left. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, it, that, I mean, that's so silly. I just, I've been around long enough and I've watched it forever. This isn't a new movie. This movie has been replayed over and over and over and over. It is just one of the reasons we, our kids are leaving is because we're always broke. We're fighting to come up with revenue to pay teachers. We're doing, but yet um, when there's a chance to save money or spend responsibly just in case, because just in case, by the way, uh, with with banks failing nationally, with with the feds raising interest rates, with housing yeah. going to, you know, we know what's around the corner. But you know what? Everybody who's been through it, Louisiana suffers much more seriously than most other states. So what happens is we end up with four, five, six, seven, eight hundred million dollar deficit, mm-hmm. and then they, the next one's just as bad. And all of a sudden, uh, you end up with a huge deficit and next the next thing is we raise taxes i mean how many times are we going to watch this movie and uh and continue to replay it like i said again and again yeah we like we like one of them li- we, we like one of them little kids that watch borny the same 30 minutes over and over and over and over and never never change it never do anything barney i'll tell you Probably. something else too this budget if you can tell me how does it stop our migration how does it create jobs how did it make Louisiana competitive with Texas, Tennessee, Florida, and these other states? I mean, how does it help education? How does it help roads? I, I would say we put a lot of money in roads because we got all this federal money coming in in the last few years. So, and then, by the way, they got about $700 million more going into roads in the budget. But that's like not enough, never enough. Well, you know, Louisiana has never spent its way into... Uh, into to more, uh, I guess you'd say, better opportunities for its citizens, better opportunity for our kids, better opportunities, you know, for uh, rural people to have a better life as far as more businesses moving in. Uh, so, like you go to North Louisiana, you got areas that I don't even recognize. Uh, we got kids leaving the state at a record number. The next census will lose a. Congress, congressional seat. 
so, you know, tell me something positive that's happened recently. I don't know it. Yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah, by, by the way, this, is, has automobile been fixed? No. Yeah. That was the hallmark, the landmark, the most important thing that they had to do uh, three years ago. And does anyone's insurance floor today? I don't think so. No. So I, I don't mean to be overly critical of, of everything they've done, except, you know, they just don't have any real focus and there's no goals. I guess I'd say the house is the most... What happened in the house is the most impressive thing I've seen in the last three years, period. Yeah. Well, I just get, like you said, getting all in both. Let me take a break, Bernie. I'll hold you one more segment. Bernie Pinson, at my special guest and a post that's been around his political game a long, long time. We'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to The Moon Graffon Show. On here. My friends at the Louisiana Sportsman Coalition, the only group fighting for water access in the state. Louisiana is the only state that restricts access to tidally influenced water. There are 3 million acres of coastal Louisiana alone, and 2.4 million acres are considered by some as privately owned. This is our water. You can look it up. Article 450, Louisiana Civil Code, protects tidally influenced state water. Real privately owned water does not connect to the state water, and even the courts are standing to recognize it. Help stop the man is join LASC for all Louisiana's right to fish. Go to LASC.com. Join now. Politicians aren't going to save Louisiana. But the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. John Wayne Pre- Welcome back, Moody Lafon Show. Great to have you with us, Mr. Bernie Pinsonat, my special guest on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Hey, Bernie, you know the budget is one of many things, and I know when they, I always say the legislature is probably worse when it's got a lot of money because everybody's down there begging for money, and then the media runs with what they want to run with, 
which I'll give you an example. It was a program dealing with the child welfare and child protection. They had a $50 million program, Bernie, all funded by the federal government for X amount of years. Now the money's gone. So they go to the state and they get on TV and on radio and go, well, we're getting cut $50 million. Well, Bernie, it was a federal program. It had nothing to do with state money. Now they want the state to finance it. This happens a lot. This is how we get in trouble and have to have more taxes because we get a program. I'm not saying it's not a good program, but if we can't fund it, it's not a good program. So they take it from the federal government, start the program, and just automatically figure out a state to keep it going. Well, that's been going on for yep. 30 years. Yep. And uh, look, there is a chance, a uh, better than average chance we'll have a recession. There's a there's a better, it's almost positive now the federal dollars, the flow of federal dollars that's kept uh, us to where we can spend money like drunken sailors, uh, which is what we're doing again, which is what we did with uh, Jindal's first year. Um, the uh, All of that is highly likely. So why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you uh, err on the side of caution? But I think it's ma- mainly people who are leaving office, like the president of the Senate and some of his strong supporters. I understand the, the Democrats, especially the Black Caucus, they, they, um, they, they're uh, pro spending on anything because of the uh, their constituents. But in the long run, we've been spending all this money forever. Uh, does anyone think that everybody's life's improved dramatically? No, we're still at the bottom on most mm-hmm. things, Moon. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's interesting about the the 72 votes. Let me go back to the politics yeah, of this yeah. year. What What's interesting is when those 72 Republicans voted together, that shifts now to the Senate. And I think the Republican Party came out with a um, email blast pointing the finger at them. They did. Well, you got organizations. These people aren't reelected yet. And this this vote, however this this uh, whatever the Senate does with it. You have different organizations now in Louisiana. You've got the Freedom Caucus coming in from Washington, D.C. You've got Mm -hmm. the Conservative Caucus. Uh, You've got the Republican Party. You've got at least three or four major organizations that are going to be taking a look at who voted for what Mm -hmm. uh, when the the Senate eventually votes for it and what kind of budget did they pass. We already know the intention of the House, and it was overwhelmingly Republicans. They went for caution. They went for spending and, and not silly spending. So the the, uh, the whole picture is now sh- shifted. The cameras are now rolling and looking at the individual members of the Senate mm. and how they vote. So remember, this is an election year, and it's very close to the election. It's not like this is two years from now, everybody forget it. I don't think people will forget it, and the spotlight is on the Senate. And I think people could get a chance to see, if they're paying attention, how really liberal the Louisiana Senate has been and has yeah. always been. Yeah. And bad. will it continue to be so? Yeah. You know, Bernie, well, Bernie the, I, other, the other thing I wanted to bring up to you, though, in the House, I think all the credit goes to them. I said that. A lot of them I've been on their rear ends, but, I mean, that's been credit. But here's, here's the – let me give you the rest of the picture that when I tell you, you understand it because you understand it better than I do. Senate sends a different budget back to the House. You got to have 36 whole because they're going to break the spending limit. 
when they do now, how many votes will you get to stand tall and stand pat? Then let's be blunt. If the House rejects what the Senate has or changes it, it's going to end up at a conference committee where you have two of Edwards' people, two of Cortez' people, and two of Shakespeare's people. So then it comes back to vote again in the House. How many will still be standing on the last vote? That's what I'm asking you because if they're going to increase the spending cap, they, this House members that stood tough the first time, will they stand tough on the second and third round? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. But I think it's pretty silly of them to stand firm and, and look conservative and responsible, and then it comes back to them, and they all break down and vote for, you know, um, a Democratic budget. So, but, but remember, Bernie, they I, only, and I know you know this, but they only need 36, 37 of the Republicans vote with the Senate budget coming back, okay? You don't need all of them. You get 37, they pass whatever they want to, but that's 37 Republicans that will let us down if they do that. Well, I was told last week that they got 45 on the budget of the 72 that they're pretty sure will will stick, which good, would good. be more than enough. Yeah. But, again, in the House and Senate, the budget is the, the budget right now is the focal point of everything that's happening and probably will happen. But it's all going to break down on party. Mm-hmm. It's all going to break down on what kind of conservative are, are you a physical conservative? Are you voting? You, literally, are you voting with the governor on his budget versus uh, the, the Republicans in the House primarily with their budget? So mm-hmm. the all of the all of this stuff is the light is shining on it, and the spotlight will even get bigger as we go. I'm sure they'll try to play games, but. I think as long as they can pass a budget, they keep spending uh, around three percent or under, yeah. and and they're you, you can literally spend two or three hundred two or three hundred uh, millions of dollars and still not uh, and still have plenty of money left over. Yeah. Yeah. There is enough money where you can spend three hundred million on local projects and not really bother the surplus. Yeah. There are, there are other options out there. To, to fix problems uh, that doesn't put the state in peril. And the question is, are they going to take the way out that protects the state from a downturn and still have a decent budget, still fund enough things to uh, not punish anyone? Yeah, well, uh, the focus, the focus, or, the focus or, goes on the Senate, like you said. Looking at the yeah. Senate. The Senate is where we have to. Let me ask you a quick question, Bernie. Only about three minutes left. Uh, governor's race. Uh, I know it, it is what it is right now, but uh, when does it start changing? Uh, does it start before Memorial Day where we start seeing things happen in the governor's race? I know they're out there working. Well, you, well they're all out there working, but they, you, know, you primarily have to work on raising money. Uh, Jeff has in key endorsements. He's got a lot of organizations. Um, he's, you know, he's still the front runner. Uh, he, the treasurer has done a pretty decent job of raising money. I'll give him credit. Uh, you can't count him out. Wagsback raised really operating money, about 900000 which isn't nearly enough. He's got some money in packs, but that's really not the same as having your own money. 
Mm-hmm. You still need three hundred million dollars to run your operation and spend your own money. He's you know he's, he's not there. Um, so nothing's really changing. But the governor's race doesn't really start. It used to start by now, but now with money and limited and TV and social media, the governor's race generally starts uh, about a, three or four weeks after qualifying, which is what July of this year. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's generally Labor Day's when the uh, or starting in August, you'll see a, a ramped up activity, and then Labor Day. But um, we're still a long way off. Most people don't know who the major candidates are. Polling is insignificant right now. Uh, until until you get down to where everybody's been up on TV and everybody's uh, the public's paying attention, polling is is of no consequence. So um, we're in a lull. The dog days of summer, once the session's over, in the first week of June, people start paying a little more attention. But really and truly, until you get to Labor Day when the kids go back to school, no no race in Louisiana really heats up until uh, the kids are back in school. We pass Labor Day and the days shorten, and we're in the, we're back we're back in our house at dark. So we we're forced to. Uh, pay more attention to the news because we're we're in our house at five thirty because it's dark. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, like I said, the, we'll, um, yeah. the, go the, ahead real I, quick. I'll say the other. No matter what happens, no matter what happens in the house, the Senate has to make the first move, and that's where the that's where the political uh, pressure will be applied, or it won't be applied. But at this point in time, it looks like a lot of political pressures will be appointed pro- applied to the Senate. So we can't talk about the House until the Senate does whatever Absolutely. they can do. And whatever they can do will define what kind of success. Listen, this is what's important. Whatever the Senate does will define how successful the Republicans are overall. The House has already spoken, and now it's up to the Senate. Good point, Barney Pence and I. Thank you very much. We'll be keeping an eye on Blank Page and the gang. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll do it again. Let me take a thank break. You. Yes, sir. We'll be right back. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show is here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. If your electrical system is making... News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. No Trump, just the lawyers. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Former President Trump declined to judge his final invitation to take the stand at a civil trial against him in New York City. Closing arguments are underway. Jurors will soon begin considering the case filed by author and former advice columnist E. Jean Carroll. She claims former President Trump raped her in the dressing room of a Bergdorf Goodman department store in Manhattan in the 90s. She filed suit alleging battery and defamation after Trump denied the allegations and accused her of lying. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Transportation Department is looking into whether airlines can be forced to provide passenger compensation for delays or cancellations that are the airline's fault. Secretary Buttigieg said in a statement, quote, when an airline causes a flight cancellation or delay, passengers should not foot the bill. It would also, this new rule, would mandate coverage for expenses like incidentals, hotels, meals, and rebooking fees. Exactly what will be qualified as an airline's responsibility for causing that delay or cancellation, that's to be 
determine, but probably things like staffing issues or maintenance problems. Who with Fox Business. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is threatened with contempt of Congress by the Republican chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee for not turning over a document about the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021. A letter from Chairman Michael McCall of Texas is asking for what he calls a dissent cable written at the Kabul embassy before the withdrawal. It reportedly warned the secretary about the potential fall of Kabul one month before the U.S. withdrew. The State Department has said giving the dissent cable to the committee would threaten the classified reporting process and those who wrote them. The deadline to respond is Thursday. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in Washington. Police in Brownsville, Texas are working to identify the suspect and a possible motive for driving into a group of migrants at a bus stop. Eight people died, 11 are hurt at bus stops near a shelter where the men had spent the night. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb. It's the end of the road with KISS on December 2nd. And we want you to be in there. Four times a day, seven days a week at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m., we'll give out KISS code words. Enter that code into our mobile app, and you're in the running to win two tickets to KISS's farewell show at MSG. Transportation in a hotel for two nights in New York City, and $500 in cash to rock out in the Big Apple. Download our app for full rules, code word times, and the shot at being part of rock and roll history. All right, your KISS code word for this hour is love. L-O-V-E. Love. Go enter it in the KPL News app now. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Mungrafon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll, folks. 844-766-6607. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Hotline, where you can't get information like this reading in your local newspaper. That I can promise you, folks. That 
That ain't happening. That I can promise you. But uh, here we try to break down as much as we possibly can. Uh, we just, you know, it's it's incredible to watch all this money. And the Republicans did a responsible thing, and that's what you got to be happy about. Uh, the Senate, everything should be pressured on Cortez and the senators. They, uh, they out there want to spend every penny. And if it's a responsible thing with the what the Republicans did in the House, then why is it not a responsible thing for the Democrats? I mean, the Republicans to do in the Senate. I, I, I have no expectation for Democrats to do anything responsible. They'll spend money. They don't care. But, you know, Marxists and socialists, that's what you do. You spend money. You don't care where it comes from. You don't care what blows up. You just keep divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And it's a shame it's like that, but it's become like that. And, uh... Anyway, it's fun. Now, a couple other things in the session. I'm going to move on. I got my climate czar, Stephen Parr, coming on at 1030. Uh, all this craziness you've been reading, the advocate about uh, carbon, uh, putting carbon dioxide in the ground. But it don't make any sense whatsoever. Okay? And the money that's coming down from it don't make any sense whatsoever. I even got one article, let science, not politics, a guide assessment of carbon. If we do science... We would throw this in the garbage right now. There's no science in it. Name the science, Brandon. You ever read? You went to you, you went to school. You took science. What did mm-hmm. it take? If you would take carbon dioxide and put it in the ground, it goes save the world. You ever read that? <laughs> Don't remember reading it. No, you didn't read it because yeah. it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you never read that in in any science class you had. Did nope. No. Nope. You, you take any science classes in college? I did. I I, I kind of zoned out of a lot of them because I hated science. I hated but, science too. But I but no, I don't remember reading that. No, you didn't read it because they made it up. And when you were in school, did they ever talk about a boy being a girl, a girl being a boy? Uh, how no, come, how no come, that's how much it's true. How come all of a sudden now you can that's the coolest thing in the world? Hmm. You know? I can get into a thousand questions about that. But all of a sudden, they got young people believing this crazy. Anyway, do that in a little bit. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, we're going to play one more clip. And, and I think this clip, Brandon, is dealing with pay raises. It is. Pay raise. yeah. and, and look. And it'd go on record again. I wish they made $100,000 a year. We'd get this off the tape. If everybody could understand what the budget did, the budget took away all this. It knocked down a lot of the unfunded accrued liability debt in the retirement system for teachers. Got to be jumping up and down. If it ever stops, I ex-retired teachers, if they, if they ever stopped paying them or had to cut their pay, you're a retired teacher out there. And we run out of money. I know the state guarantees the money, but when you run out of money, right, if you owe me $1,000 and you ain't have but $10, you can't pay me $1,000. I go over nope. there and beat you with a baseball bat, <laughs> but you ain't paying me the money, are you? Nope. That's where the state's headed at. So you ask, you people that keep thinking, teachers pay raise, teachers pay, you keep, what about the retired people in the system? What about state retirees? Don't y'all want to get your money? Well, you got to pay down some of this, some of this debt. It's important. Nobody, I've been, I've been on the radio 30 years in August. I've been talking about this for dang near 30 years, 25 at least. You hear Brad Guyman when he calls on you, said, I heard you all the time talk about it. Well, he listens out of Lake Charles, and we've been on the program station over there for 24 years. And he said, you've been talking about this ever since you came. I know I have, and I want to fix it. We got a chance to fix it. And this is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. All right, but here's teachers' unions and everybody on teachers' pay raise not understanding. 
that giving local governments the opportunity to give teachers pay raise ought to be where you want your pay raise from. All right, here we go. So if you're talking about really, truly having an honest discussion rather than an election year discussion about how to fund teacher pay raises, maybe we should talk about it is sustainable. It's just the choices we're making. Okay. The choices we made, let's just be blunt. Can we, can we have a real conversation? By the way, that is uh, Libby Sonier, who's the executive director of Louisiana Policy Institute for Children. Yeah, okay. So let's, uh, let's just be blunt here. The reason we run into so many problems in education, fixing roads, debt, okay, is because we've not been responsible with our money for 50 years. We just, we, I just wish we could be blunt. A lot of people have gotten filthy rich off state and federal government. Filthy rich. They, they, some of them are the pillars in your community. You know? Let's be blunt. The lady's right in one aspect because we hadn't made it a priority. We can talk about it and have the conversation. But the other thing is, we can't keep just giving out money and raises thinking we got plenty of money up the road, you know, up the road to, to bring it back, to, to, to be able to do it forever. Our retirement system and the public school system is as fine a retirement system as they've ever made in the world. It's guaranteed by the state government. It's based off a formula where somebody can, if they make them a pretty good bit of money, they can really do well at the end. You realize, Brandon, you can retire at about 55? <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. You get a pension where the private sector doesn't do that hardly anywhere anymore? Retirement system is awesome. Wouldn't you want to make sure they shored that up? Where if we hit tough times, a deep recession or something worse, that you're still getting your money? All these people in these lobbyists are down there. Money, money, money. It's nothing else. I heard, I heard Schroeder say one time, it was at an event with the uh, Family Forum, and I thought it was a great line. And John Schroeder was the first one to say that I know. He said over here it was all godly people and Christians and stuff. And uh, he said, over here, it's about God. He said, you see in that capital? That's about money. So we're going to be up and down as a state depending on money because that's the only thing we talk about. You know why we don't have nice roads? They've never been a priority. You know why teachers' salaries, if you want to call them low or you want to say we're not funding education enough, which, by the way, we fund education above the southern average. It may not get to the right spaces because it's not a priority. You know why people are leaving? You know why people are leaving in droves ever since Edwards came in? Because he didn't make them a priority. You know what their priority is? Young people looking for jobs. And if jobs aren't a priority, then we don't worry about it. You know, if you look at TV and you watch commercials, our priorities are... Make sure you know a good lawyer and sue the hell out of somebody so you can prosper. Tell me I'm wrong, Brandon. Tell me I'm wrong if you watch any network TV news nope. locally. No, that it, all it looks like to me if I was going to be somebody in this state, I'd work for the government or I'd be a dang lawyer. Because their thing is, not cutting lawyers. Some of my best friends are lawyers. I got to keep a few close to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, it just looks like to me, if you want to prosper, get it done. Get it done, baby. Let me sue the hell out of somebody for you so you can get it done. Any other commercials out there jump out on y'all folks? Because to me, that's the one that jumps out. And gambling. Oh, oh, gaming. I'm sorry. We don't have gambling here. I don't know why they keep saying if you got a gambling problem, call that 800 number. <laughs> if, you like, if you like the gaming and that's what you want to do, gambling and being a lawyer and suing somebody, that's our business now. That's what we're excited about. Oh, that's a, that's a way to run a state. I'm tired of the crying about pay raises, folks. When the retirement system needs to be buffed up, it's the greatest retirement system I've ever witnessed in my entire life is in the state of Louisiana. I mean, think about it, Brandon. You work, you're guaranteed by the state constitution that we are going to pay your salary. Pretty good deal if you ask me. Well, don't y'all wanna don't y'all wanna beef it up to make sure we can pay it? See, people think, well, I work for the government. I'm going to get mine. What if the government can't get any more from the federal government? We're setting this thing. Page Court, blank page, has an opportunity to change the state if he tries to change the state. And that's the point. I don't know if he's even going to try. All right, let's take one call for the break. Let's go to Jack and Ellick. Jack, how you doing? Jack, how you doing? Jack, Thanks. go ahead, bud. Hey, Moon. Moon, I have um, uh, a list of questions I want to ask. Um, I got my my yearly renewal of rates for car insurance, and I had a 24% increase. I'm waiting to get my homeowner's renewal, and most of the friends I have talked to up here in central Louisiana, which is 500 miles from the Gulf Coast, have gotten increases anywhere from 30 to 100%. And it will not be a question of an increase from me, but how much I should expect. Here's the questions I want to ask. Who or what agency gives the ultimate approval for a rate increase in the insurance? Don't the insurance companies need approval before an increase can go into effect? Why would these... Huh? I just said, I, I know on some they do. I know, car, like car, I mean, I, I guess on everything, but I know on cars they do. And uh, why would these rate increases gain, gain approval? We, uh, What was the purpose of, what was it, a 45 or $47 million incentive to lower insurance companies? Yeah. By the, the way, though, when you look at that program, the people, mm-hmm. they didn't have but a couple of three companies come that was back then. I don't know about now. And the companies that were here could take advantage of the program, too. Yeah. It's not like they brought in all new companies. Some of the money went to the current uh, companies that we have here now. So, Well, let me ask you this question. Why does the Louisiana legislature continue to hide behind these very pathetic efforts at tort reform we are told that the lawsuit mentality is one of the things that keeps our rates so high. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's a challenge. No doubt and about anyway, it, Jack. Huh? I said it's a challenge. No but doubt anyway, about it. I- 
All right, man, got to run. Thanks for the car. We got to take a break. More to come. Moon Graffon Show. Don't forget climate zone. Don't miss that. You ever read all these ad- advocate stupid articles on the climate and carbon capture? Don't miss what's coming up. We'll be right back. I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home Gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy, people liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Have you heard about StockUpon.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Say Ray. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can email me, moon at moongraffon.com. Uh, by the way, Brian, if you want to, uh, if you'll send at least $7 to the Democrat Party, they'll give you a chance to attend the 2024 Democrat National Convention. Oh. So if you're interested in going to watch Michelle Obama get uh, – Put up then for to be president of the United oh, States. Are you calling that, huh? Uh, I'm calling it. All right. It's in Chicago. They can remove Joe Biden anytime they want to. Why even go through the process? <laughs> Why even go through all the fi- process of letting people know who you are and what you think? Why not just walk up to the podium when they announce that they, they announce your name and they vote that day? If they put Michelle up, she runs. Why would they be having it in Chicago? Why would the convention be in Chicago at all? There's some states that swing, uh, you know, some states that are swing states, and that ain't one of them. They vote in leftists, and the leftists the better. Well, you can't get any more leftists than Obama. So, anyway, somebody wants to win a free trip, just go. <laughs> I would, I would shoot for it and see if I can win it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cool just to, just to uh, 
have an opportunity to go to the Democrat National I'm sure I would fit right in. I wouldn't talk to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now, before we get, Brandon, I want to do Kennedy. Before we get to bringing the climate czar on here in about 10 minutes, mm-hmm. John Kennedy ate, ate the Deputy Energy Secretary David Turk's lunch when he's talking about all this climate stuff. How much money does it take to get the carbon neutral? And, and how much with all this money? I'm talking about $50 trillion, Brandon. Mm-hmm. said, how much are we going to lower the temperature? Can't answer that. He couldn't answer anything. He didn't even want to answer anything. So here's Senator Kennedy absolutely destroying the Green New Deal and the lies that it's made of. Here we go. Give me one. Here we go. Madam Chair, Mr. Secretary, thanks for being here. I want to tap your expertise for a moment. Uh, Give me me your best estimate, just an estimate I know, uh, of of, uh, uh, how soon you think the United States of America will be carbon neutral. So uh, I think, according to the climate scientists around the world and certainly the cutting-edge scientists that we need to rely on here in the U.S., we've got to get carbon neutral by 2050. And I'm very comfortable with that target, and I think that's the appropriate by 20, target. Fi- by 2050. Which is only 27 years. That is not a long time away. And, and how much will that cost? So the cost that I focus on even more is all the costs no, that the are going to happen cost. if we don't get our act together. How much will it cost to get us carbon neutral? It's going to cost trillions of dollars, and it'll cost tens of trillions of dollars if how, we don't get our act together. How many trillions? I don't have the estimate or the numbers in front of me. I've seen a variety of different estimates, but it's a large amount. Fundamentally transforming our energy economy tell me the is a big deal. You, tell me the estimates that you've seen. I don't have those numbers right on hand. So, so you're advocating that we become carbon neutral, but you don't know how much it's going to cost. So there's an awful lot of estimates out there. It depends yeah, on you're, technology you're the, improvement you're the and other secretary. kinds of things. You're the expert. I know, I know with how much certain, it's going to cost. I know with the certainty of all the experts I've spoken about, it's cheaper to get our act together than it is to not get our act together on climate okay. change. Okay, then tell me the cost versus orders of the magnitude. cost that we, if we don't do it. I think it's orders of magnitude different. If we I don't get that, our act together, you, it's you don't You don't have a cost? You want us to get there, but you can't tell the American taxpayer how much it's going to cost? Is that your testimony? It's going to save us money, and there's a lot of jobs. Well, how do we know if you don't know how much it's going to cost? Uh, I'd be happy to pull up the latest numbers that I've seen. How about $50 trillion? Is that right? It's going to cost trillions of dollars. There's no doubt about it. Okay. If we spend trillions of dollars and we achieve... I, some of your colleagues estimate 50 trillion, and it disappoints me that you're not willing to give the estimates. I, I don't. I, I hope you're not telling me you have no idea how much it's going to cost. That creates a whole new host of problems. But but uh, if it costs 50 trillion dollars, as some of your colleagues have testified, to become carbon neutral by 2050, and I'm all for carbon neutrality, by the way. How much is that going to lower world temperatures? Or how much is that going to reduce the increase in world temperatures? So every country around the world needs to get its act together. Our emissions are about 13% of global emissions. Yeah, but if you could answer my question, if we spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy, 
Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing okay, all of those okay, climate. Okay, benefits. okay, folks. What an embarrassment! Embarrassment that that's a government. Fifty trillion, we all be broken dead. Stupidity at the highest level. And when they said experts, they lost me because they're the worst. We'll take a break. We'll come back with a meteorologist, climate saw the moon performance. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Don't forget my good friends at Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. they got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. they got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, steinhome.com, steinhome.com. If you're hiring. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon uh, Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Wealth, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. My, my friend Stephen Paul, the climate czar, the Moon Griffon Show. He really is a meteorologist, folks. Anyway, how you doing, Stephen? I'm doing so well, Moon. Thanks for having me back, my friend. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing some weather for Salem uh, Media, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I have a company called uh, Storm Guides, and uh, so for for Salem, they've got a Salem News Channel. You get on Roku, you get on Apple TV, and all that other stuff. And every hour, we're providing uh, weather updates. So yeah, I, I still do I still do weather every day, uh, even on weekends. I'm you know forecasting the future. I know nothing wrong with. I wish you were the official uh, 
climate czar uh, in charge and that we wouldn't be wasting trillions and trillions in people's lives like we're getting ready to waste, not only around the world, but but in the United States especially. Uh, John, I just had, I played a clip. I don't know if you saw the one with John Kennedy with the, the, the secretary asking how much all this was going to cost and the numbers they've thrown around. We only need $50 trillion. And John asked him, how much will that make the temperature go down? He can't answer that. He wouldn't acknowledge the $50 trillion. And he said if we, it's going to be a lot more expensive than that if we don't do it. So I just, the overall assessment of that much ignorance in one place. Yeah, and, and that's I've seen that clip. We're actually going to be playing that clip a little bit later on on American Ground Radio on, later on this week because he's absolutely right on that. And that is the central question, and that's the question they can't answer. You say we're going to spend $50 trillion. We're going to go carbon neutral. Okay, that's great. How much will that lower global temperatures? And the reason why they can't tell you that is because it's not going to have any effect any. on global temperatures. None. Any any measurable effect. I'll tell you what. It may have a little bit of an effect 100 years from now, but it's less than the average in the error of our measurements. That's, that's how, like every measurement, there's, it's slightly off. That's, it's just natural things. It's just a little bit off. There's always error in the measurement. Mm-hmm. The, the change in the overall global temperatures 100 years from now is going to be smaller than what we can actually measure. Wow. Wow. But you don't, you don't read and, about this. You don't see that every day, do you? You just get pounded at how bad it is. Because at some point in the late 1990s, early 2000s, all of the major media groups bought into the lie. At all ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them in the late 90s, early 2000s, stopped reporting on climate change as if it was a contested theory, and they started to report on it as if it was fact, which is frankly negligence in reporting, because they don't have the scientific understanding to, under, to, to know the flaws in the theory. And there are numerous flaws in the theory. That's why they can't tell you how much it's going to lower global temperatures, is because the theories are flawed. Mm-hmm. And they never, they never tell us when, but we've heard a lot of predictions. In 10 years, life will not exist. In 20 years, we will not. I mean, over and over and over again, wrong. Not, not only wrong, not even in the ball game, Stephen. All these predictions that we're making, we're not even close to any of that. That is the, that is the whole point there. There has not been any prediction from the climate global warming group that has actually come true. And, and the thing is, you know, you know the, the, the scientific method is you observe, you make a prediction, you measure, and then you evaluate, right? So they've observed the world. They're like, oh, gosh, the world's getting warmer. It must be our fault. So it's carbon dioxide. We're going to make a prediction that it's going to get even warmer and things are going to go bad. And then you measure and it doesn't go bad. When, when the measurements don't match the prediction, you're supposed to change the prediction. Yeah. But when it comes to global warming, they change the measurements. Okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Wouldn't that be, I'm going to use this example. My name be close. So they're telling us a hurricane's coming. We see it. We got it out there. And they say it's going to hit Biloxi. All of a sudden yeah. it turns. And it's mm-hmm. now going to go toward the Alabama, Florida coast. They tell us mm-hmm. that. And they're accurate by that. Why do they tell us that? Because the, the prediction they made with Biloxi or Louisiana is not going to happen now. It's going way over here. So they tell us that. With global warming, they never make adjustments. They never tell us anything different. This is it. This is law. This is life. This is what you have to believe. 
Okay, and take that. You're exactly right on that. Take that a step further. The reason they tell you that their first, their first prediction was wrong and it's now going to go someplace else is because they're trying to save lives. If they just stick with their initial prediction, when the measurements change, there would be people who would evacuate their homes for no reason, and then there would be other right. people who didn't evacuate their homes who would get hit by a hurricane, and right. they would die. Right. So you have to change the, the prediction to match reality so that you can help save lives. Let's take that back to the global warming theory. When they have, don't change the prediction to match the data, they're going to cost people lives because they're putting out information that will make people do the wrong thing. For example, they're putting out information that carbon dioxide is bad. So the state of New York this week, this last week, outlawed gas furnaces. Crazy. They outlawed gas heating. You cannot install gas into any building over seven stories or under seven stories tall next year. And you can't do it by 2029 in any building over seven stories. Now, what happens when you have a winter storm hit upstate New York and the power goes out and everybody that's relying on electric heaters now has no heat in a winter storm in New York State up in Buffalo where you can get eight feet of snow in one day? Yeah. You're telling me that those people can't have gas in their home to try and save their lives? Yeah, I, 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 and by the way, you've made the point. More people die in winter. Cold kills way more people. Exactly. exactly. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me bring you back to something else. Okay, I am about sick of reading about carbon capture. And I know some of these mm -hmm. plants, and now they're fussing the Exxon, some of these big chemical plants. They, they're doing it because they're forced to. But the government's saying, take the money. So they're going to all take the money and put air... Tell me I'm wrong, because if I'm off on this, you correct. They're going to literally take air and put it in the ground. Mm. Well, yep. What does that do? No. What, is, what does that do for the air? What does it do for the ground? What does it do for anything? It, um, all it does is burn money. Uh, see, look. That's it. This is, how you can, this is how you can tell that carbon capture is a bad idea. Before the government started putting in demands that you do carbon capture, no one did carbon capture. No one. Do you know why? Because no one needed carbon dioxide a mile under the surface. No one needed that. No one benefited before the government started paying for it. No one on planet Earth was in a better position in their lives by having carbon dioxide shoved under the ground. It wasn't happening because it wasn't serving anyone. It wasn't helping anyone. It wasn't benefiting humanity. But politicians get involved and they say, oh, we've got to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Well, where are we going to put it? Well, why don't we put it in the ground? So the government starts to pay for this based on a faulty idea, based on a flawed theory, based on a theory that's actually been disproven in magnitude and methodology. And they say, take the carbon out of the air and shove it into the ground. That don't make any it's sense to me. not going to help anything. No, trillions no. of dollars it's not for, for absolutely nothing at all. For something that's not going to benefit anybody. No. And, and, I, and I'll be honest and, with you, I don't, think think about, it's gonna, I don't think it's going to affect a plant either. I don't. I don't think it's going to affect no. one plant, one blade of grass out there. See, and that's, that's one of the things I was reading this article in The, in the Advocate where we had Republicans down protesting this plant that's supposed to go in, and they were saying it's going to mess up the lake. Well, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's the right protest. Because, again, once you put carbon dioxide a mile under the ground, 
I don't think you're going to mess up the lake. Now, what does that do to a uh, a fault that's been dormant? I'm not sure. When when we were taking uh, fracking wastewater, and, and we're still doing it in some places, but the reason why there's a whole bunch of earthquakes going on up in Oklahoma that never happened before is because we were taking wastewater from fracking wells and injecting it down into the ground at, at high velocity and at, mm. at high pressure. And that was sneaking into dormant fault lines. And what it did was it lubricated the fault line so before the, the, the regolith, the rock would not slip. But once you put a bunch of fluid in there, now it's going to slip just fine. And so we've had earthquakes up in Oklahoma and parts of Arkansas and even in uh, East Texas that we weren't having before because of that, high, uh, that, that wastewater from fracking. I don't think gas is going to do the same thing. I, I don't, yeah. but we don't know. And the reason we don't know is because we haven't been injecting massive amounts of gas into the ground because nobody would have benefited from that. Yeah. Let me take a break. Stephen Parr, the climate czar, he is a meteorologist, my special guest. will come back. And i tell you what, I, what this is about, too, Stephen. They, since they're spending all the money to do electric, they'll, con- they'll control energy all over the world. They will control it. Let me take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Politicians aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana, and we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. Microphone here. My friends at the Louisiana Sportsman Coalition are only group fighting for water access in the state. Louisiana is the only state that restricts access to tidally influenced water. There are 3 million acres of coastal Louisiana alone, and 2.4 million acres are considered by some as privately owned. This is our water. You can look it up. Article 450 Louisiana Civil Code protects tidally influenced state water. Real privately owned water does not connect to the state water, and even the courts are standing to recognize it. Help stop the madness. Join LASC for all Louisiana's right to fish. Go to LASC.com. Join now. This is Moon Graffon. You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time, and you catch fish with Captain Norman. Aceback Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. Thinking of selling your property? Don't. Magnolia Land Management offers property planning with peace of mind. We partner with landowners in Louisiana to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their real estate. We have more than 60 years of combined experience in land management to assist families with agriculture contracts, deer and duck leasing, timber harvesting, and more. There's always the potential for generated income in a piece of land, and we help landowners maximize this. Give Magnolia Land Management a call at 337-329-6742. Chestnut brother.
Hi, y'all. Welcome back. I thought you had a call. The guy hung up. He was going. I guess so. I mean, I, I, I asked him I, I to wait. Let him, let him talk to Stephen part yeah. of climate. So 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. It's the Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Stephen Paul, my climate czar, who really is a meteorologist, been one for many, many, many years. Uh, Stephen, I was uh, I, w- I was kind of laughing because, like I said, I'm looking at Germany. So German vice chancellor and Green Party politician that proposed a scheme that would see the government subsidize up to 80% of electricity costs of certain industries aiming at the ongoing energy crisis induced by decades of failed green agenda policies. So my question is, is this really just a total take? Look, the government has got health care after COVID. I mean, we saw that. Doctors wouldn't even be honest about a damn mask. Uh, right. We, we, we seeing what they may do with the banking industry. You know, we went from 31,000 banks to 4,000 banks, and it almost looked like a push to slam small business banks, small community banks out. And they, they, we know the healthcare system they got, and then you get energy. And because they don't control oil and gas and natural gas and fracking and coal and all the things that God gave us to use, if they turn everything to energy into what they're trying to do, they're the ones spending all the money on it. So if they're spending all the money, if you look at government, they're going to tell you what you can and can't do. Electric vehicles, they're taking the vehicle industry over and trying to shove ignorance on us. So my question is this more about owning people in this country, absolutely owning us, because that's what it looks like to me. It, It absolutely is about individual control. Because the left likes collective action. And you'll hear them say this. You know, it takes all of us. It takes a village, Hillary Clinton. It takes a village to raise a child. No, it doesn't. It takes mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take all of us. In fact, there's several people in my village. I really don't trust them with my kids. You know what I mean? I got it. Uh, but this is, this is how the left focuses. They, they believe in collective action. The problem for their theory is that human, ind- human beings are individual beings. And we all think differently. The left doesn't like that. So when they can't convince you to give up your autonomy and just join the board, they start trying to force you to do what it is they want through big government. This is what our founding fathers knew. This is not a new idea. This goes back. It's why they believed in in the things they believed, because there were there were still totalitarian powers back in the 1700s, and they saw what it did to individual people, and they saw how society as a whole was better off when you let individuals be individuals and let people live their lives the way they wanted to. Uh, no single person is smarter than everybody else combined, yeah. and ask- yet the left continues to fall for that that fatal deceit. By the way, uh, it was part of an article, How to Run an Account, Germany to Ban. I, I could be wrong. Don't I, you know, I, I watched Hogan Heroes. It looked like it got kind of cold there. <laughs> Germany to ban new <laughs> gas and oil heaters in buildings by next year. I mean, how, how crazy is this? Uh, it, it's really crazy, especially since Germany also abandoned its nuclear power program. So Germany is was very reliant on importing uh, natural gas from Russia, and on solar and wind. Well, Germany is at the same latitude as Washington State. It's pretty far up there. And 
the the sun's rays don't come in at the same angle that far north as they do down here in Louisiana. So you could take a solar cell, set it on the ground here in Louisiana, and set another one on the ground in Germany, and the solar cell here in Louisiana is going to generate a lot more electricity than one up in Germany because of the angle of incidence. Uh, the other the other aspect to this is that sounds a little weird, but the sun's rays actually have to travel through more atmosphere to get to Germany's surface than it has to travel through to get to Louisiana's surface. And, of course, there's particles in the air the entire way. Those particles will refract and reflect uh, some of that sunlight coming in. So just, just traveling through the atmosphere, the distance it has to travel, makes the incoming solar power less efficient not to mention just the angle of of the tilt of the earth yeah the uh i just i call it communism i I really think it's it's so destructive but yet so they've taught these young people who are now in their 40s and 50s that this is real and they bought into it i mean so much brainwashing going on in schools today and this is brainwashed people to believe this is real and that's what blows my mind that they had to create something fake, and then which became real, and then people bought into it, and this is how you lose your country. This is probably the most dangerous movement in the history of the world is everybody buying into the Green New Deal. And it's a shame. The communist countries, Russia, China, they're going to be doing great because they're not buying into stupidity. You're right. Russia's entire war against Ukraine right now is being funded by their oil and gas industry, which even though we put sanctions on them, China's buying up all that oil and gas because China wants to use it or resell it worse to the countries that were boycotting the, the Russian oil. So China's actually buying up some of Russia's oil to fund Russia's war machine. And then China resells some of that to some of the same countries that were initially buying the Russian oil, but China puts a markup on it. So now they're paying more money for the same oil. Oh, no and, and and China and Russia don't care about this green stuff. They'll give lip service to it because they know that this, the West will self-destruct over it because the, the West is ignorant ab- about the science. Yeah, you know, I was looking at uh, in Pennsylvania, they're having big-time problems. They wanted to go to electric buses. So an electric bus uh-huh. was running 103000 because of all this Green New Deal stuff. They're hiring 43000 But an electric bus costs 400000 but the electric bus, the federal government with grants is going to fill the difference between what a regular bus would cost and an electric bus. How stupid is that? How stupid is America well, to pay for that? Okay. And then they, they're going to have problems uh, charging them. They just went over and over again how hard it is because they're so heavy. Uh, right. And, 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 and it went on and on about how, you know, I don't know how taxpayers are going to actually pay for this, but everybody's pushing for electric buses like these things are cheap. Like they and and they, and these these batteries on these things are out, unbelievable and repair. I read a story today: an Ohio man got a fender bender, cost him forty two thousand dollars to fix his uh, electric truck. Forty. They might asked, as well buy a new one. Yeah, they, they yeah. estimated that it was sixteen hundred dollars, but when they started looking deeper, he said it wouldn't even close forty two thousand dollars. And how about these uh, car companies? You know the uh, insurance companies. How much more are they going to char- charge us for these more expensive vehicles that we pay for? Well, and let's just look at the price of vehicles as it is right now. Right now, there are only what uh, four new cars in all of North America that you can buy for less than twenty or uh, less than thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. There are only four. Now, part of the reason for that is that companies like Ford 
looking at California saying we're going to outlaw all gas-powered vehicles. And Ford knows people like gas-powered vehicles more than electric-powered vehicles. So Ford's decided they've made an active decision since the pandemic lockdowns. They will actually produce fewer cars. They are intentionally selling fewer cars than they were before because they know by restricting the supply of their gas-powered cars, they can drive up the cost of their gas-powered cars, and they can make a bigger profit per car than they were before, in part because the government is mandating that we go to electric vehicles, and none of us want to. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, Ford lost about $3 billion last quarter, $4 billion in electric car business. They're not selling them. People don't want them, and they can't pay the price for them. That's a fact. By the way, uh, the scientific community said population decline is good news. You think that's anti-God? How anti-God can you get? Yeah, God told us to go forth and multiply, and the left says, no, nah, let's not do that. But look, when, when you've got politicians doing telling you to do the opposite thing of what God's telling you to do, you can figure out what side they're on. All you got to do. This goes back to... This goes back to the 1970s, and and they wanted population to climb back in the 1970s. That was the beginning of the entire environmental movement. They called it the population bomb. They said we're going to have too many people on the planet. The left's ideology matches up with Thanos from the Marvel movies. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, Stephen, we'll do it again soon. God bless. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. All right, we'll take a break. More to come on the Moon Graffon Show. The rest of you, God bless. Have a great day. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Charges in a deadly bus stop crash. Lisa Brady, Fox News. Police in Brownsville, Texas, just announcing manslaughter counts against the driver who police say lost control after running a red light, flipping his SUV and hitting a group of migrants at a bus stop, killing eight. Investigation also revealed that the driver of the vehicle later identified as George Alvarez, November 9th, 1988, had attempted to flee the scene after impact but was held down by several individuals unseen. Brownsville Chief Felix Oceda says Alvarez is a local man with an extensive rap sheet. He's being held on $3.6 million bond as the investigation continues and arraigned on eight counts of manslaughter and 10 counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Three people remain in critical condition after the mass shooting over the weekend at an outlet mall in Allen, Texas, where eight people were killed by a shooter who's also dead, but who remains under investigation suspected of ties to white supremacist groups. Protesters outside the state capitol in Austin chanting raise the age as state Senate Democrats hold a conference on gun violence along with families from the Evaldi school shooting. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says what's needed long term is a focus on mental health. Closing arguments at the sexual assault civil trial against former President Trump, author E. Jean Carroll accusing him of a dressing room rape in the 1990s. Carroll says Trump told her he was shopping for a gift for a girl and she thought it would make for a funny story if she helped him. Jurors have not 
not heard from Trump himself here, but have seen video from a taped deposition in which he again stated he did not know and had never met Carol. Carol told jurors while on the stand that she has flashbacks about the assault and has not been able to be in a relationship since. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Carol's also suing Trump for defamation for accusing her of lying. America is listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. More soldiers at the ready. The Texas National Guard just activating more than 500 additional members at the governor's request ahead of Title 42's end on Thursday. That public health rule has made it easier to turn away asylum seekers at the southern border. The Pentagon is sending active duty troops to free up Border Patrol agents. The additional 1,500 active duty troops being dispatched for 90 days by the Pentagon will join around 2,500 National Guard troops already on the border. They are meant to act in strictly administrative roles and not to aid in law enforcement. It's a move that has been used by successive presidents going back to George W. Bush. Fox's Jennifer Griffin at the Pentagon. Airlines would have new rules aimed at protecting passengers under a plan that stems from recent travel nightmares of mass cancellations and delays. New requirements proposed by the Department of Transportation would force airlines to stick the landing and pay certain expenses for passengers dealing with delays and cancellations considered controllable. This would be the first time in U.S. history the government would require airlines to do so. The Biden administration proposal would include compensation and refunds, but also meal vouchers, overnight stays, transportation to the hotel, and rebooking when airlines are deemed responsible for stranding passengers at the airport. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The Transportation Department also launching an expanded airline customer service dashboard at flights, flightrights.gov, detailing what airlines are offering as passenger rights. A government employees union is suing President Biden and Treasury Chief Janet Yellen, aiming to stop them from complying with a law that limits the government's total debt. This as the president prepares to meet tomorrow with top congressional leaders in a standoff over the debt limit. Right now, stocks are lower. The Dow's down 75 points. At least Brady, Fox News. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with temperatures that are going to be pushing their way up into the mid-80s. will be about 85 degrees with winds from the south at 8 to 12 miles an hour. Very muggy out there. Got off to a very muggy start. You're really going to feel that humidity overnight and so as temperatures stay in the 70s. All of that moisture going to be giving way to plenty of clouds here through the day today and some spotty showers as well. In fact, I think we're going to see scattered showers pretty much each and every day this week. It's looking very, very unsettled over the next couple of days. 
rain chances are going to hover somewhere between about 40 to 60 percent. So not a guarantee you see the rainfall every day, but I think that at least a couple times this week you'll run into some showers. So it wouldn't be a bad idea. Kind of throw the umbrella in the car and just have it with you through the next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. This hour brought to you by Restoration One of Lafayette, your local expert for water, fire, and mold remediation. Call 337-RESTORE now and let them get your home back to its original glory. Welcome back to Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Don't forget uh, Dan Bongino at 12.06. Joe Cuttingham at 3 to 4. Shannon is offsides 4 to 6. Mark Levin, the great one at 6. And, of course, my friends at American Ground Radio, which you've already heard from one today. Stephen Parr is part of that team. Hey, Brandon, guess where I'm going today? I hate to tell you. i got to go back to unlock physical therapy. Oh. Well, you know, I'm not going for what the, my original problem was. Everybody says it's called tennis elbow. I think it's fishing elbow. Yeah, I do, <laughs> yeah. Right up in that elbow, man. Same I'm area. Telling you. So I finally got something when I fished this weekend. I put mm-hmm. it right there, and it did help me. Yeah, it's yeah. a little brace thing that you put not on the elbow. It's just right here, and it kind of takes the pressure off it. But yeah. and that thing's thing. they got to be. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm going to carry is I want to know if there's some exercises I can do to strengthen that tennis elbow. And you're going to do those exercises and on I, Oh, <laughs> after he did what he did with my back and my yeah, hip and yeah. stuff. Oh, my God. Emma. Uh-huh. So I just want to know, is there something you can do or not do to cause that to go away? Because yeah. that's been a pain in that elbow, and I, I really don't want to stop fishing if I don't have to. <laughs> so anyway, I'm headed to unlock physical therapy. You should, too. You have any kind of physical pain that you think, well, you know what? How can I get better? Check out Carrie Lampkin and unlock physical therapy. You coming off of surgery, getting ready to have surgery, Unlock physical therapy. You're a young athlete, and you know good and well you need rehab in something. Unlock physical therapy. Old, young, male, FEMA, it doesn't matter. Carrie Lampkin and Unlock Physical Therapy would get the job done. I'm going there today, I promise you. I'm going to ride over and say, what in the world can I do? And if he says, you can wait in line and call like everybody else, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to phone lines. He's been waiting, and I apologize. Our guest is gone. Richard in Alexandria. Richard, how you doing, sir? Doing great. Uh, I used to have the same problem with my left hand. My left, uh, cast left-handed. When I quit fishing, it went away. So well, that, don't say that. Every that. time I got to quit fishing? <laughs> what you want me to go do? Well, Pick I don't up know. It worked for me. <laughs> it worked for me, but I don't know. What you did? Started what playing I golf? About was, you start playing golf? I get that'll help. I get both arms that way. <laughs> Go ahead, man. What I called about was the CO two, and it is there is a quite a value for some of it uh, in these depleted oil fields where you know it's basically depleted or semi depleted. They'll pump CO two into to a well, 
and then they'll uh, extract the gas and what oil it brings out uh, from these other wells, and then they'll take it to the surface and they'll start the whole process over and over. In Trinidad, where we lived for a long time, they had a humongous pipeline. That's all it did was pump CO2 into those uh, little oil fields, and they brought a lot of oil out with it. Yeah. I don't know if you know it or not, but if they only you only get about the, the maximum seventy percent of the oil out of a well. Well, the but, maximum. But, a lot but of what them. I'm saying is that's uh, Richard. I want you to take the the angle that I got. We're not saving the planet. We're not making air no. go down. I mean, uh, temperatures go down. No. That's the point no. I want to make. Is I would not even discuss or try to argue against what you said because I don't doubt you. But I'm saying the argument that we're saving the world by doing this and the trillions of dollars that we're going to put into this is a waste of money. And if if it and and and, and my friend uh, Stephen said it, if all this is worthy, let the private sector do it. But nobody's investing money in this. And like you said, no, people ain't invested money in that because they had something they can get back for. It's being invested by the federal government by just spending money on something that's a big fat lie. So I just want you to know the big picture. Well, that's the way that's the way they work. They've always worked that way. They don't ever pick something out that works. They always pick something out that doesn't work. I don't know what the reason being that money. always wrong, but they're always wrong. Yeah, well, money, I think it's two things, and it's money's the big part, but the other big part is control. Where people are buying into this. People are actually buying well, in. Yeah, we're going to lower temperatures. They don't know better. You know, they, they listen to ABC, CBS, NBC, Tell them that this is going to happen, that you're going to lower the, te- lower the temperature if you buy an electric car, uh, if you do all this electric stuff like they're thinking about doing in New York. Those people are going to freeze to death next year if they go if they turn their, their gas off. I can tell you they're going to freeze to death. Well, it's all... It's I, live all, in Louisiana. It's all... Electric... Go ahead. I live in Louisiana. Yesterday, my electricity was off for two or three hours. If I had been in the middle of a cold winter... I didn't think could have been in trouble. I'm an old guy, so you know we get cold a lot quicker than you, you know young what, guys. You, you know what's going to happen too, Richard? They're going to uh, not only the gas stove, gas furnaces. They're trying to eliminate all that stuff. Now the ones they have now, they'll be able to use, but it's eliminating the new ones. But uh, yeah, I, I just cannot believe in a state that when it gets cold, you know, and in countries in Europe. And these places get cold. They get a lot of ice and a lot of winter. That they actually doing this pretty soon. They, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? Because they want to do this with beef, cow, rice. They want to do it with everything. It's crazy. And you know, Germany is a, is, a, is a good example. They're getting rid of all their nuclear stuff. They're getting rid of all their coal fired stuff. And they're going to. And, and like the guy says, they live up in an altitude to at a attitude altitude where they don't get a good sun. Beam. You know, even in the hot summertime, they don't get enough to, to really get a, a solar panel to work at, at its 100% rated or maximum rated. Well, once. So, once, yeah, that, I mean, you're killing Europe. Once countries like uh, Europe and uh, the United States of America, I say countries, uh, Germany, you can go on with the countries. Uh, once they get like that, it'd be easy for Russia and China to march in and take them over. Everybody's going to be so cold and freezing to death with no food. When Germany, well, I mean, when, a, when, a, when Russia comes marching in there, we'll feed y'all. They'll all surrender. Yeah. Well, there's a good thing. There's, there's a thing that's bringing all this along. It's called AI. When AI takes over, there's going to be tens of millions of jobs that are not going to be available. Tens of millions or hundreds of millions in the, in the world. 
how are these people going to survive? So I think they're working on now starving, you know, starving to death. Look at look at Holland. Uh, they, they, they're the second largest exporter of food in the world, and they're shutting their farms down now so that they can't produce enough to feed themselves, much less feed Africa or uh, wherever. In a na- in a name of a biggest lie that's ever been implemented. Satan is working well, I promise you. Biggest lie they've yeah, ever had is global war. Oh, Satan's working, and unfortunately, he's got a lot of, lot of, uh, de- uh, a lot of his uh, followers are believing in selling this crap. I mean, this is absolute. Well, God gave us the oceans, the land. He gave us the Gulf. He gave us everything to survive and eat and move around. And these people are trying to shut it out. The problem is you can't tell, like in our country, you can't tell a Democrat Party voter that. They don't believe you because they're no. all eating right now. Everything, everything they're eating, they're moving around, they're doing what they want to do. Wait till they can't do it anymore. And I'm not talking about me and you who vote against them. I'm talking about the people that are helping them get there. Yep, you better keep you a little plot of land somewhere you can raise, raise a little stuff on your own. But Satan's like a Santa Claus, you know. He, he makes it easy on people. So it's easy for Satan to drag you in. Really easy. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is a, that's this what he uses. The, the, the global warming movement is the closest thing to Satanism I've ever seen in my life. It's the closest thing to Antichrist that I've ever seen in my life. And it's the closest thing to destroying people and communities that I've ever seen in my life. It is pure, raw, unadulterated communism. That's exactly what I think the that's what they want. Is. And I think that's what they want. They want to destroy as much of the population as they can, the weak population, the people that the ones that'll go the first. Uh, you know, this pandemic that came along, it, it did a job for them. It did, got a few. Didn't work near as well as they thought it would, I don't think. But well, anyhow, it did, it uh, did in this it, aspect. It, it turned out, and I'm going to say it, and they can get mad at me, but because I got a lot of friends in the medical business. <laughs> I got a bride that's a nurse. Okay? But what it did was. It, uh, with Obamacare coming along and in this coming, it showed how medical doctors and medical people would turn in a second on you because they know where they're getting their money from. Instead of being honest, like exactly. a ma- take a mask. A mask going to stop a virus? We would have been wearing masks for 100 years. It would have been 50 years, 20 years, 30. We'd have wore a mask. We'd wear them all the time. COVID comes along and a mask... And then shutting down people's businesses? Bell Edwards hurt this third state back. Education got hurt? Shut stuff down for yeah, Luci- what? Louisiana is, is a, a teetering state, as it is. We're teetered on everything. Education is just terrible. And workforce is terrible. People are, you know, leaving like flies. Uh, so if we don't do something soon... We're not. There's no one going left, but a few of us old people that can't leave. Uh, you know, who's going to pay all the taxes? I hope you got a good job, Moon, because we're going to depend on you. <laughs> well, I tell people all the time, we uh, we make it easy to be poor here. We let the young, yep, brightest, and the future leave. They're taking some of the older exactly. people with them because older people need to be around younger people and their kids to help themselves when they get a little older. So what's left? It's going to be the bureaucrats, and it's going to be poor people. And the real poor people that don't, that can't move, or you know, have this, the, you know, those old people they do. I have children that live in New Mexico, and we moved there, but uh, had to move back because the little altitude got us. But anyhow, 
uh, we may move back in there. I'll let the altitude get us. All right, brother. Got to run. Yes, Thanks sir. for the call. You know, one of the Yes, big, sir. Thank things. you for listening to me. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Uh, Title 42 border barriers. Brandon's supposed to be dropped this week. Okay. They got people lining them at the border by the hundreds of thousands ready to rush across as soon as it's over. Why don't Joe Biden stop this right now? Why? That and more when we get back, folks. They're going to destroy us from the border up. We'll be right back. I've been